Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And welcome back to another week of America's number one pet talk, Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. And I'm Judy Francis. And we have a lot to get done today. The summer season of stars continues with psychic Kenny Kingston. And if you want to talk to him, one 405 8405 He'll be on momentarily. Also, we're going to be talking about ordering medicines online. There's, Is that a good idea? Well, there's some things you need to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll tell you all about those. Dr. Tim Humphreys joining joining us for that. Also, uh, well, let me, let me get this news out of the way, because we have some great news to report from Anchorage, Alaska, that Maggie, the elephant we talked about a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, she is going to be relocated out of Anchorage, Alaska, where no, ele- especially an African <laughs> elephant, should live. Wow, that is fantastic news. I remember seeing her back in uh, 1999. Not a place for elephants. That's fantastic news. Now, of course, she's not well now, and as soon as she gets well, they'll move her out. I don't know how they move an elephant out of the... Well, the drive would be too far from Alaska. So they're going to have to fly her. Really? Yes. Okay. We'll keep you posted on that. And, of course, all those news headlines at AnimalRadio.com. Also on the headlines at AnimalRadio.com, a new contaminant found in more pet foods, unfortunately. This is the fifth toxin found in cat and dog food. And uh, this is in a brand called Chuckle, which I've never even heard of. Uh, is that here in the United States? It is. Uh, of course, uh, we have all the information at AnimalRadio.com, the latest releases. In fact, they're calling us right now on the hotline <laughs> uh, just to tell us probably there's a sixth contaminant. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, should we go to the phones? one 405 Hi, who's this? Hi, it's Kathleen Adler. I'm in South Lake Tahoe. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you? Very good. What kind of day is it in South Lake Tahoe today? Beautiful. Sunny. <laughs> good. That's good to hear. We will be up there, and details to be posted on the Animal Radio website. What is your cat? What is your question? <laughs> What's my cat? <laughs> well, I have two cats right now. Okay. Um, I have a one-year-old cat who has been living with us for about six months. And he's pretty mellow. He's just a tabby cat. We got him from the shelter. Uh-huh. And then we are introducing a new cat to the house who's about two and a half, three years old, who's uh, uh, also a male, mm. and it's a long hair Siamese. And so we've tried a couple different things, and it's only really been a night and this morning, but uh-huh. it is not going very well, well so what, far. What, what's happening so far? Well, they, um, my cat, the current cat, keeps inching forward, not being aggressive, not being dominant or anything, just kind of inching forward, trying to get closer to the new cat, and the new cat is having this feral growl going on, Mm -hmm. growling and hissing and swiping, and so we tried to, um, you know, I put the cat in its own room with its own food and litter box, and now my cat's going into the litter box and just laying there, like, almost <laughs> taunting the cat. <laughs> Which is, by the way, the way you should have started was in two separate rooms. Okay, yeah. we did that last night. Well, you have to do it a little bit longer than one night. Okay. It can take, sometimes it can actually take a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it takes a while. What you want to do is you want to put the new cat in a separate room. Okay. And have his litter and his food in there. And you want to make sure that there's a place he can, you know, kind of hide. Okay. And, and feel comforted because he's in a strange new place. I know. Now, your your older cat, your the cat that you've had for a while, uh-huh. they will be able to kind of smell each other under the door and, and kind of get used to each other that way. But what you want to do is... Keep the the new cat in a room, okay. and 
he'll be laying on blankets and things like that, then you want to take the new cat, bring him out to the living room, put your cat into that room. Oh, okay. And then what your cat will do, will have a chance without having the cat in front of him get used to his smells. And your new cat at the same time will be smelling where your old cat has been, where he lays, his surroundings. They will get each used to each other's smell. And then, you know, then overnight, put your new cat back into the room overnight. Let your old cat, you know, have the run of the house. Okay. But this can take, it can take, be, you know, you have to be patient because it can take sometimes a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely expect that. And I read a couple different things and there's opposing opinions about what to do. So I tried a little bit of both. But that sounds like a good idea. Um, I just didn't want the new cat to feel sequestered, I guess. But maybe that'll make him feel safe. And, yeah, and okay. it, it really does. It does make him feel safe. And it's every if you take everything really slow, really slow, let them just uh, sort of get accustomed to each other's smells. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You should be okay. And, and spend time in the room with with the new cat yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have. And we actually, my partner and I, we we switched places last night. We each slept with the new cat, <laughs> okay. and, and the old Good. cat. So we switched places. In the middle of the night so he could sleep with both of us, and that was quite an experience. <laughs> so. It sounds like you, you're, you're, you've got an understanding of it. and Yeah, it sounds like you have pretty much under control, too. And well, you, thanks, and, and I appreciate the advice because I, I, I really didn't know exactly yeah. what to do. I knew there was some... Is there any sort of damage control I can do right now after I've already introduced them like that? Well, you can start all over, and okay. there are also products that you can use. Uh, Farnham makes a product called Feel Away, and it's a calming ingredient for cats. And they actually have a plug-in and they have a spray. It's great for introducing new cats because it has a calming effect. You, it's, like, it's like a Glade plug-in. You plug it into the wall. The cats smell it. You can't smell it, but the cats smell it and it has a calming effect. And we'll actually send you some. Yeah, and it can make a big difference in the uh, two I of them. Some. Yeah. Can I use that on people too? <laughs> no, I tried. It doesn't work. Darn it. So, Not yet. Yeah. Uh, they're working on that in, yeah. in, the, in the labs. <laughs> oh, we'll send you some of that. We'll also get you qualified for the giveaway. Oh, fantastic. Hang tight for one second. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Love to hear how these things end, so be sure to call us back and let us know how. Oh, I will certainly do that. Thanks. Okay. Hold on one moment. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. And the cosmic wheel turns once again to find us at spring. All the senses are heightened at this time of year. There is more light. The air is soft and warm on the skin. You can almost taste the summer fruits hidden in pale pink and white blossoms. But one of the main things we notice is the sound. Put down that iPod and cell phone and listen to the timeless soundtrack that accompanies this season, Birdsong. Birds bring spring with them when they migrate thousands of miles back to us after spending winter in warmer climates. The robins are usually among the first to arrive. It is said that Robin's distinctive red breast came about either when he was scorched bringing fire to humankind or when he gallantly plucked the thorns from the body of Christ. Over a century ago, settlers cultivating the virgin earth of the plains and prairies brought earthworms to the surface, which in turn brought the robins. A baby robin can eat 14 feet of earthworms a day. Those mother robins must have been thrilled to see the sight of a plow. The full moon of March is often called the full worm moon, 
since the earth becomes soft enough for worms to appear, thus heralding the arrival of the robin. And although we like to think of the robin's song as lovely and distinctive and indicative of spring, what he's really doing is tunefully warning any rivals away from his territory. The bats returned a few weeks ago, arriving with soft squeaky cries under cover of darkness, their silhouettes inky black against a twilight sky. Many birds do migrate at night. They can avoid predators and also spend daylight hours finding food. In fact, a favorite spring ritual for birders is to count the number of birds migrating as they pass across a full moon. When the Sage Phoebe, with her distinctive Phoebe call, arrives, it is time to tread carefully around the front porch where she will build her nest on a high beam and teach her babies to fly. I will spend several weeks going out of my way to enter the house through the back door to avoid disturbing her. The bluebirds, with their cheerful chirp and a color of sky on their wings, will nest in their special boxes. It is fun to place soft dryer lint and fur from the cat's brushes in strategically located areas where the bluebirds are sure to find them. It must be tough to spend the day looking for cozy material to line a nest. The band-tailed pigeons arrived two days ago. They are shy as a bird feeder and will explode in a flurry of wings and fly into the pines when I go out to give them cracked corn. But they will stand their ground with the wild turkeys for this treat. And the hummingbirds, those hovering ornaments of delight. I heard the soprano pitched trill before I spotted the broad tails of the feeder this morning, a sound that elicits a moment of pure joy. The sugar water had been out for a week to welcome them back after their long journey from Central America, but they were a few days late this year. Was it due to the unusually strong snowstorm that surprised everyone? How did the hummingbirds know to delay their return until the weather would accommodate them? Apparently, the wind plays a big role in determining when conditions are just right for migration. Birds do not want to battle a headwind and spend precious reserves of energy flapping wings. Instead, they wait for winds that take them in the direction they wish to go, soaring, gliding, and riding the thermals, their songs alerting us to their presence high in the heavens above. Whichever way the wind blows, spring brings us feathered joy and delight and the songs of the season. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.com. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulo. Thanks so much, Rayanne. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Kenny Kingston. He's the world-famous psychic. Actually, you're going to be talking to him at 1-866-405-8405. And since this is Animal Radio, we ask you to make them animal-related questions, of course. I have a lot of questions I'd like to ask my cats. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna talk to Kenny for just a few minutes during this quick break. When we come back, Kenny Kingston on Animal Radio. Also, how to buy online medicines? If you're if you're getting the medicine regularly, sometimes it can be cheaper online. But there's some things you gotta look out for. We'll have all those details on the way right here on Animal Radio. Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. 
Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA said that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting, working it in, and blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Uh, Women, get serious, it's so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Attention cat lovers, does your cat have star quality? Have you ever wanted to direct your own film? Here's your chance with a Who's the Next Scoop Free Star Contest from Lucky Litter and Animal Radio. Scoop Free, the self-cleaning litter box you leave alone for weeks at a time without any scooping, is the ultimate in odor control. You could produce their next commercial in Who's the Next Scoop Free Star. Come up with a creative way to advertise Scoop Free. Go to ScoopFree.com for more info and download artwork and music. See you in the movies. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com today. To find out about spay day events in your area, log on to Pets911.com or call one 888 pets Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Week after week, we talk about what we can do for our animals, mm-hmm. most mostly. And you know, every once in a while, we bring up the unconditional love. 
the way they make us feel, how confident they make us feel. Mm-hmm. Many don't know that they are really wonderful in, in, a, in giving back as assisted therapy animals. Now I'm not talking about just the seeing eye dog that you may have seen, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about dogs that help people uh, tuck you in at night, let's say. Wow. Uh, help you uh, with the laundry, <laughs> open doors, answer the telephone, bring you a book, so much more. Uh, we have on the phone with us Marcy Davis. Hi, Mar- is Marcy, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I didn't know if we had gotten in touch with you yet, if you were on the <laughs> line yet. Marcy, you, first of all, are a paraplegic, is that correct? That's right. And in wheelchair, obviously, and have a service dog. How long have you had a service dog? Wow, I've had a service dog for almost 15 years now. Wow. Is it the same dog? No, I, I wish, but no, I'm on my third dog now. What's his name or her name? Um, my new dog's name is Whistle. Whistle. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is uh what does Whistle help you do? Um, it's amazing. Whistle can help me with lots of physical things, like getting that last sock out of the dryer that I can't reach, <laughs> like helping me get in bed at night, like picking up something as small as a dime. Wow. Or picking up paper even without destroying it. He can get the telephone. How did he learn all of this stuff? Through some amazing volunteer puppy raisers and trainers through Paws with a Cause, which is a wonderful assistance dog program out of Michigan. They devote themselves to training, I would imagine, assistance dogs, right? Yes. We understand that uh, you're in a situation where you're in a wheelchair and there's a lot of things that need to be done. There are some invisible disabilities, too, that these dogs help. What are those? Absolutely. It's amazing. The dogs are seizure alert dogs that can detect when someone is going to have a seizure. And they help their person by getting them in a safe um, position. You know, it's just amazing how they can detect that. They're also hearing alert dogs that help someone who has hearing limitations to be alerted to a telephone or to a baby crying or to a doorbell ringing. So it's just, it keeps expanding of what dogs are able to do to help people with limitations to have a better life. And you researched this uh, personally and documented it in a, a wonderful book called Working Like Dogs. Great title, by the way. Thank you. The Service Dog Guidebook, which I think is the first that I've seen real complete guide about these dogs. Not only how to approach them, which is so very important because people, when they see a, a, a yeah, service dog... Yeah, what is the dog, proper etiquette? Yes. Well, the proper etiquette is if, if it's an adorable dog that you just can't resist touching, you need to ask their person that they're with. Uh-huh. That's, that's the proper thing to do because some dogs are very confident and are okay being touched, but other dogs get distracted really easily, so you don't want to just go up and touch them automatically. You want to ask their person if it's okay, and that person will tell you sometimes, yes, it's great to go ahead and touch them, but other times it's not such a good idea. You say you've been through three service dogs I imagine they have to retire at some time? Yes, and that's actually what caused me to want to write the book because my first service dog had to be retired very abruptly. She developed a back problem. And then when she passed away, I was just devastated. And I went to look for something to read of somebody else's experiences, and there wasn't anything out there. Yes. So that's how the book came about, was about my first dog, Ramona, when I lost her, talking about that. And I interviewed a lot of people Mm -hmm. who had lost their dogs to get their experiences. 
And it's pretty darn devastating when you retire and then and lose that service animal. Well, it's you know it's yeah. devastating. A family member. With, with if it's a service dog or not, it's devastating. If exactly. It, if it's literally your help to get you around and do things, it's got to be horrible. Right. Well, everybody that I talked to and my own thought was it was like becoming disabled all over again. Wow. Yeah, it really was. Now, when the dog retires, do you keep the dog with you while you get another dog? And if you do, is there any problems between the two dogs? Well, you know, that's one thing we list in the book that is a really great question to ask the agency that you're going to be working with before you get your dog because every agency's policy can be different. So they have policies on on what has to happen at retirement. For me, I was able to keep my dog Uh because um, I'll never forget when my my first dog was going to be retired, my husband was like, does this mean they're going to take her? (laughs) And she was a black lab. He's like, we'll dye her blonde and move to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily, I did get to keep her. So, But that that is something that people need to be aware of. And she gets along with the new dog. Well, she's no longer with us, but my second dog, Morgan, Mm -hmm. was just retired, and I just got whistle about three weeks ago. Oh, wow. And for the first week, it was a little tense, Mm -hmm. but now... Morgan is happy to see Whistle come home at the end of the day and not me. Is there a breaking in period for Whistle? I mean, yes, he obviously. And I, yes, he and I are in intensive training together right now. Okay. And we will be doing that for the next couple of months before we are certified as a working team. Oh. I got to ask because this can't be cheap. Organizations like uh, the ones that train them, how do they make their money? Can you make donations to help? Something? Absolutely. And these are nonprofit organizations that have to raise every penny. And training these dogs is so expensive and so time intensive. And they are just the most wonderful people that are so dedicated to making life better for people with disabilities. So any donations, any support that they can get is just so important. I know, Judy, you used to work with rescue dogs. It, it mm-hmm. cost about ten grand to, oh, to train one of these dog. dogs. So it's not mm-hmm. a cheap thing if you want to help out. What are their websites? Um, there are lots of different websites. Pause with a Cause has a wonderful website um, that's just pausewithacause.org. Um, or you can Google the names of the web of the organizations on the web. Um, also, on our website, WorkingLightDogs.com, we have all of the agencies listed that are certified assistance dog agencies. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just link to that there. Yeah, perfect. It's a great book. You don't have to be in need of a service dog to be intrigued by this book. It is uh, very informative with a lot of pictures and guides and tips. A beautiful forward from our friend Betty White, Working Like Dogs, the Service Dog Guidebook. And I have 10 to give away, one 405 8405 right now. We thank you so much, Marcy, for spending time with us. Thank you. one 405 8405 That's the number you need to call to talk to Kenny Kingston next, right here on Animal Radio. Hi, this is Sheena Easton on Animal Radio. Please stay new to your pets. It's so important. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. 
Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. This is Animal Radio Network. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Geez, you know, some people have stain power. You know what that is, Judy? No, tell me. Well, I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the ones that are around forever doing the same type of thing? In my three incarnations of my career, which have all been similar, Uh 20 years, 30 and 40, early 40s, uh, this gentleman has been in all of them. Uh, (laughs) Kenny Kingston. Hi, Kenny. How are you doing? Hal, sweet spirit. Judy, sweet spirit. I could not be better. Thank you. Now, yeah. we're, we're calling you in uh, L.A., yes? No, um, you're calling me. I live on a hilltop in Studio City. Studio uh, City, okay. And, you know, Studio City is between Beverly Hills and Hollywood. Okay, in just a second, we're going to take a phone call at one 405 8405 for Kenny Kingston, except... Here's the one thing. See, Kenny is a world-renowned psychic. It extends to animals. I want your question to be animal-related at one 405 8405 Kenny, do you have any pets at home? Oh, pets. Yes. Uh, sure. Uh, I've got two of the most wonderful pets in the world. David. I have David Anthony Rex Kingston. Uh-huh. Uh, David is named after my relationship with uh, uh, the Duke of Windsor when I read him. I used to always call him David because that was his family pet name. Uh-huh. And Anthony is for Anthony Newley, my great friend. And uh, also also Rex there is for Rex Harrison. So he is dead, uh, David Anthony Rex Kingston. And then I have Daphne Wallace Warfield Kingston. Wow. And, and Daphne is a uh, Maltese. What do you call him for short? <laughs> Daphne. But she doesn't pay any attention. Now, this is a, an interesting situation, sweet spirit, and that is that David is far, far more intelligent than uh, Daphne. Now, this means to me that uh, David is on his fourth or fifth reincarnation. Oh. Where Daphne, I can throw her like little bits of food and it takes her five minutes to f- figure out that I've thrown the food. Uh-huh. Where, da- where in the meantime, David has got the food. <laughs> so it's not necessarily their intelligence. It's how many times they've been reincarnated. Exactly. That's why you can't say about a dog, oh, that stupid, that stupid <laughs> dog, that stupid cat. You yeah. know, animal, there's an animal heaven. Right. And people greet our pets on the other side. They take wonderful care of our pets on the other side. You know, I always wonder every once in a while, my current cat will do something that a past cat has done. And I'm wondering, could that cat be reincarnated? Sure. 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 If enough time has passed. In other words, uh, if uh, you've got to take a little bit of time, as you do with human beings, you know, uh-huh. for them to be reincarnated. They adjust themselves to heaven, and then they adjust themselves to come back. So if it's been a year, two years, or eight months, or what have you, of course that's given that little test 
Apple time. <laughs> now, you have these excellent communication skills. When you communicate with your animals, are they smarter than us? I mean, geez, I really think they're, they're just so smart, they're just keeping quiet. They're absolutely, well, the old saying goes, and I don't know how true this is, but they used to talk centuries ago, but, uh-huh. they, but they were so blasphemous and used such vulgar language uh, to their masters <laughs> that the speech was taken from them. Wow. <laughs> oh. well, you know go- what I want to tell you? Yes? The thing that I love about my trips to Europe, like, for instance, not too terribly long ago, I was in Harry's Bar, you know, which I used to go to quite frequently uh, in Venice. You know, it's, it's internationally known for its Bellini sure. and what have you. Well, here you have the most chic people in the world, and Harry uh, came up to me and he says, Now look, this is my favorite little customer. And underneath, uh, w- the lady just happened to be a countess, and uh, Harry introduced me to her, and she said, and, and beautiful Italian, she said, This is my little companion for tonight, uh, even though she was with her husband, and it was a wonderful little poodle, a white poodle. They permit that in a little basket uh, underneath the table. And they feed, they feed. You know, we don't do that in America. No. No, No, unfortunately not. That's right, Sweet Spirit. That's right. We're with Kenny Kingston, world-famous psychic. You've worked with, uh, like, Lucille Ball. Oh, sure. Lily Tomlin. Yes. uh, President Truman, Eisenhower. Yes. Uh, Some of these wonderful names have passed. Do you still talk to them at all? Oh, my goodness, yes. Okay, uh, Lucille Ball, let's say. When was the last time you've spoken to her? Oh, that's been quite some time. I think maybe, oh, six, seven months ago, we had a seance and and Lucy came. But uh, because Lucy, you know, is afraid of my seances. She uh, used to come always for her private readings, and I would go to her home on Roxbury, and we used to have a jolly good time over there. But uh, where I'm sitting now in the house, it's fogged in. Incidentally, Hal, you lived here, and in Studio City, uh, I'm sitting looking at the pool, which is fogged in this morning. Mm. It's like a San Francisco morning. And I'm I'm seated at the table that Marilyn Monroe gave me when she was married to Joe DiMaggio and I was living in San Francisco and Marilyn came of course regularly for her private readings and when I was moving to uh, down here to Southern California Marilyn gave me a gorgeous Marilyn and Joe gave me a gorgeous table and chairs leather chairs and what have you but Marilyn loved animals but you know she was one of the really nice people because she never had an animal and she said the reason I didn't and I won't is because I've got 10 press agents working overtime and I could not give the time to that beautiful little animal that it would deserve and I would never do that to a loved one well you know during the season of stars we talk to a lot of celebrities and they say uh, basically the same thing they're traveling they wouldn't be able to give the time some of them take their dogs with them oh sure but Mm -hmm. most of them uh, say it just wouldn't be fair for the animal right and I think that's right uh, do we have time to go to the phone, or, or do we waste all our... No, we do have no, time. No, we have time. Okay, one 405 Hi, Animal Radio, who's this? Oh, this is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and you? Very well. You are on Good. with Kenny Kingston. Remember, animal-related questions. Yeah, well, you know, I've got, I've got four cats... And uh, I decided to add a husband to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Why, yeah, Why well, mess it it's up? It's okay. Well, congratulations. And, uh, 
<laughs> Thank you. And he has, he wants to get a little dog. And yes. what I'm wondering is, some of my cats are quite old, and then I have a little baby kitty. And I'm just kind of wondering how the dog, how my cats are going to feel about this little dog invading them, or is, are they going to welcome him? I tell you, as long as you, a spirit voice now, I'm only going by a spirit voice. And there's somebody, there's a grandmother. Is there a grandmother of yours on the other side? Yes. Okay. Would that be your mother's mother? Yes. Yes, because she's coming to me and she's saying, Kathy, Honey Bunch. She called you Honey Bunch. <laughs> okay. And she said, Honey Bunch, just continue to give a lot of attention to your cats, your four cats. Mm -hmm. Give a lot of attention to them and just wean this little dog in and it will be perfect. Don't bring the dog in and kind of ignore because this is a new person. See, I don't call them, uh, I call them people. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't think, I don't think of them as animals because I think they're much more important and, and much more intelligent than some people. Well, I agree there. You know? So I, I'm positive that there will be no problem, Kathy. Oh, Write okay. to me or let me know at www.kennykingston.org. Okay. Write to me and let me know, would you? Because I would be very interested in finding out how you are, are taking it. Okay. I'm more concerned about the mister, how he's going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how compassionate well, you are. Well, we tried him out for a while. I think he's going to work. I'm sure. <laughs> just know it. Just know it. Just know it. Okay, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you thank for you. calling, Kathy, 1-866-405-8405. Yes, that's a tough thing to do is to add uh, an animal to a multiple cat or dog or pet household because you never know how others are going to react. Is, is it going to be uh, their best new friend or is it going to be a nemesis? Right. Well, you know, I like the way Kenny mentioned that he treats them as human. If you kind of relate yes. a human scenario, when you bring home a new human baby, you don't ignore the other children. Exactly. And I guess if people kind of relate that to the animals and would apply the same type of situation. It's like our very own Brit Savage says, animals are people too. Yes. So. Oh, yes, yes. You know, for instance, you can go to work and uh, you can leave and you're at work eight hours and then it takes travel time. But that little animal, that little animal is so intelligent who probably doesn't read time but just sits at the right time, <laughs> runs to the window knowing in about five or ten minutes you're going to be driving your car up. Oh, they're, 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 they're so wonderful. How do they know? Yes. The sixth sense. Kenny, sometimes even if you're running late, they know and they won't go there. If you have to stop at the store, they'll, <laughs> they'll show up a little bit later at that door. All right. Kenny, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, Kenny, you're hard. It's so good. You know something? I think that your show... Uh, is contributing so much and I have done zillions of shows all over the world uh -huh. and I must say I have never heard and picked up a more compatible duo than Hal and you Judy well thank you we have a lot of fun I, I, you can tell it <laughs> and that's what's important you'll be going network 
and you'll have a television show, too. Okay. You see our friend Jay Thomas often. Yes, well, uh, not often. You know, I went up to his house. Yeah, in uh, uh, the Hollywood Hills there. Yeah, and we gave him a healing on the leg. Remember when he had his leg surgery? Yes, I do. He oh, still, he was... uh, still suffers from that. Oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see him again. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kenny, we appreciate you spending time with us. KennyKingston.org, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. The summer season of stars continues next week. Will it be uh, Randy Jackson, uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers? We don't know. It's just, don't we know, know they're all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Maybe Kenny could tell us. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. When a Memphis man died without a will, leaving a $2 million estate... Friends and relatives started fighting. But not about the money. About Alex. Alex is a 13-year-old golden retriever who was owned by 35-year-old Ron Callen who committed suicide on New Year's Day. The four-way dispute over Alex was so intense an attorney was appointed to represent the dog's interest. A judge finally decided the man's divorced parents should split custody. His father takes Alex to work with him every day, and a previous girlfriend gets Alex on some nights because his father has cats. Callan's fiancé was also interested in taking care of Alex, who needs arthritis treatments. The dog's attorney said he believes all four people love Alex and would take good care of him, but were using the fight for the dog to punish each other for past transgressions. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dog. <laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle of Get Serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting. And, whoa. The stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Women, Get Serious is so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Hi, it's Hal from Animal Radio, and I'm here to tell you if you're thinking about getting a fixed-rate mortgage around 5.99%, well, that's smart. Getting a fixed-rate mortgage around 5.99% with payment flexibility, well, that's Smart 30. The Smart 30 mortgage exclusively from Quicken Loans. You see, no other mortgage combines the peace of mind of fixed rate with the freedom to lower your payments like Smart 30. Call one 800 314-1033. You see, the security of a fixed rate, the flexibility to lower your payment when you need to, call Quicken Loans right now and ask about the exclusive Smart 30 mortgage. It's 1-800-314-1033. No one knows how long these rates will last. They're an equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states, APR 6.21%. Call Quicken Loans right now. 1-800-314-1033. Tell them Hal sent you. 
1-800-314-1033. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Every year, there are thousands of pets and animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Bill Mark with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. This public service announcement has been made possible by Animal Radio, a proud partner of Pets911.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Do your research when it comes to online pet meds. Some experts say the sites are good and others are not. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. You may always be looking for a good deal on pet medications, but you may be wary of ordering your pet meds online. Internet pet medication sites are growing, and some are perfectly legitimate, but others are not. There are some great consumer buys online, but you need to be careful where you buy from because it may not be the right medication for your pet. Making sure the site is a certified pharmacy is very important. Check what form your medication will come in. For instance, chewable tablets versus pills. In addition, your pet may not be able to wait for the medication to arrive. And remember, no one online knows your pet. One of the disadvantages of an online pharmacy is that you're talking to a computer. There's no personal contact. Another hitch could be that not all vets want to fax in prescriptions for online pharmacies. Those who do say it works best for routine care. Dr. Arthur Friedman of the Hawthorne Animal Hospital said the small markup he and most other veterinarians charge for filling prescriptions in their office pharmacies help keep the cost of regular appointments lower. Finally, experts said not to forget to add the cost of shipping when you do this comparison shopping for pet medications online. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio.
And now with everything new and innovative or just downright strange from the world of veterinary medicine, here's Dr. Linda Wolf. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Say or pay? Well, there's a controversial bill pushing the nation's first statewide mandate to sterilize dogs and cats. The legislation is pitting California shelter leaders against breeders and spurring bitter debate. The measure takes an unprecedented action to reduce shelter animals. Of the nearly 9 million animals that entered California's shelter system from 1995 to 2005, 5.2 million were destroyed. The controversy stems from legislative language that bans state residents from owning an intact dog or cat more than four months old without a permit. An exception would be offered to confirm breeders. Now, my question is this. Why would the people making money off breeding be exempt from picking up the costs associated with cleaning up pet overpopulation? Well, many people feel this legislation restricts the freedom of individuals to breed their animals if they so desire. I think that's an incorrect interpretation. The legislation would not prohibit people from breeding dogs and cats. The bottom line is that there is a problem with too many animals being bred and not enough homes, and we need to curtail irresponsible breeding. The reality is that the people who are breeding these animals are the ones that should shoulder the responsibility for addressing this problem. So, is spay or pay the answer? Well, it sure is a groundbreaking bill. It's going to get a lot of attention. And is it guaranteed that it'll work? No, it's not. But I'll tell you, when you consider the tragedy of the millions of animals that are killed every year, I'd sure like to believe that it can make a difference. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Produced by Animal Ark No-Kill Animal Shelter. We're streaming, blogging, and podcasting at AnimalWiseRadio.com, and we're proud to be part of Animal Radio Network. Well, that's all we have time for this hour. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. Like next hour, Caesar Milan, the Dog Whisperer, streaming online 24-7, AnimalRadio.com. That's your one source. Also, remember, you can, uh, on any phone, any cell phone, you can hear Animal Radio and get alerts. Find out the latest with a pet food crisis. Text ANIMAL to 27627. Otherwise, we'll see you right here next week for more Animal Radio. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. And if it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. There are alternatives. And if you're looking for a certain animal, go to your local shelter or go to a breed rescue. Don't buy from a puppy mill or a pet store. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.